Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Ball Podcast. I'm joined again by my good friend, Wayne Diesel. What's going on? What's going on? And we're here to talk about the first round of the NBA bubble playoffs and all that transpired there. So, first, let's talk about the Eastern the Eastern Conference first round, it was not, it was not as uh, as good as we anticipated. <laughs> there was one total win from the losing teams, and that was the Magic in the first game against the Bucks. Heat versus Pacers was a sweep. Celtics Sixers sweep. Raptors Nets sweep, and Bucks in a gentleman sweep the number one seed against the eighth seed. So, in this series, there's really not much to talk about. We got playoff Giannis showing up a little bit late. Chris Middleton wasn't playing very well either, but they still managed to pull out the series. I don't think anyone seriously thought, even after the first game, that the Magic actually had a shot at beating The them. Magic didn't even believe they had a shot at that series. No. Is that, they, you ever seen that movie, uh, The Little Giants, came out forever ago? Yeah. You know, one game, one time. That's all. And that was they one time, and they got dismissed from the bubble. That was Miracle on Ice. If Miracle on Miracle on Ice is not meant to happen four times in the seven game series. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So this really what what do you expect out of the Bucks though in this in this out of my I expect well I expect slash hope that uh the Bucks give me more. Everybody been talking about, you know, he's the second coming of Shaq. And it's the best team in the East going to the finals. I don't think they're the best team in the East. But I expect I them so to at least get to the Eastern Finals. I expect Giannis to have more than 18 points. I expect them to show him that he is the, at, at least a top three player, depending on how you feel about Kawhi, LeBron, all that. You know, depending, I at least expect them to show top three. I at least show him to expect, hey, I don't care what you put out here. You can't stop me. This is my court, and I'm putting foots on all y'all. I don't give a damn what you do out here. That's what I expect. I expect Chris Middleton to play like an all-star. That's what I expect. I expect them to come back and remind them that they are a top seed. I respect, expect them to do that. I see the heat, though, over here. The heat sweep the Pacers. TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler wasn't much of a – wasn't much of a battle as we had hoped it would be, oh, I especially would. after I, the show that PJ Warren put on the beginning of the bubble. I had that, but as the a... Heat are very formidable, and I think that they bring up a serious question of who is to be favored in the series. I mean, because the Bucks, seating wise, they're number one, but the Heat already won the first game. I really don't see how what their plan is to stop Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo is um, there's no one. Robin Lopez is not able to keep up with a center who's as agile and, you know, and uh, as, as skillful as Bam Adebayo. And then you have other guys on that Heat team that complement them very well. And you have Dragic running the point. I just I, – I don't know. I honestly – I think that a lot of people will be surprised if the Heat win, but I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit. I do expect everything out of the Bucks that you just, ex- that you just uh, expressed. But honestly, I I can very very well see the Heat coming out of the series. Um, there's a lot of people been jumping on the Heat train and the Heat and the Heat, and I I almost picked them, but then I got to looking at the game because I, I picked I picked the Bucks to win for full disclosure. But wow. here's the thing, and people get it mixed up: the Heat have the tougher team, 
but they don't have the better team. You see what I mean? So, yeah. like, if if I look at, like, not I don't know how many 90s basketball games you've seen, but a lot of those, t- especially in the finals, like the Suns, when they played the Bulls, the Suns had a better roster than the Bulls. And the yeah. Jazz for sure had a better roster than the Bulls, but they had Jordan, so it counteracted for all that. You see what I mean? I think it's the same thing here. Yeah, the Heat are tough. They got these walls, good coaching. Jimmy Butler, they got shooting, tough. But at the end of the day, they don't have a Giannis. And if you now, if you go now, which one do you do you think it's going to be sustainable for Jimmy Butler to drop forty for a week straight? No, correct. Do you think Giannis is going to be subjected to eighteen points for a week straight? No. Right. Do you think now, Chris Middleton? I'm not a big Chris Middleton guy, but he shows up in spurts. He's not going to go missing for a week straight. And they still do have a Kyle Corver. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of things that happen. And now Tyler Hero and, and they do, they play tough and they're going to be tough every game. There ain't going to be no blowouts here. At least I don't see now. But at the end of the day, they have a Giannis and Miami has a Jimmy Butler. And I love me some Jimmy. I love, I like Jimmy out of Chicago. I like him. But I'd re- you'd much rather have a Giannis. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he's an MVP for a reason. You know, he's a defensive player of the year for a reason. You see, what I mean, so there's a lot that goes into stopping Giannis, and you put yeah. keep putting all that into it, you're gonna leave somebody open. Under the radar, Giannis is really stacking up these uh, these accolades already. Yes, he he is. But if having said that, Nate, I'm not above being wrong. You know that. But if for whatever reason Miami does lose, I mean, uh, the Bucks do lose. I think we got to really take a, a deeper look at Giannis. Because, you know, if yeah. this was LeBron, everybody would jump on him. They would jump on Kawhi. You know, they would jump on KD. So, if, yeah. if he loses and gets put out like that, with all these MVPs, like the accolades you were just talking about, best record, all this good stuff, I think we got to start looking at him. We got to. Now, having said that, I think he's going to deliver. I think it's Boston and then my uh, – I keep saying Miami, the Bucks. I think that's the second best team. I don't – you know, I, I've been thinking the Buck Darn, Boston was the best team anyway. But far as this uh-huh. series go, I got I got the Bucks. Yeah, me too. So to the next one, Celtics for Sixers, another sweep. So before we get to the Celtics, what should the Sixers do about the whole Simmons and Beat situation? Because I'm personally of the opinion that point guards are what matter more in this league. But if you have a point guard that can't really shoot, again, I think Ben Simmons offers a lot more than just shooting. But if you have to make a decision between uh, the second or third best center in the league or a top five point guard who can't shoot, it it becomes a question there. It's not so easy as to say, well, Simmons is the point guard, so you got to pick him. He offers a lot on the defensive end, obviously, defensive player of the year um, uh, candidate. He's an excellent facilitator. He has huge size. He has great size for the position. But then you look at Embiid and what he what he brings to the table. It's a serious, serious conversation between the two of them. Now, I'm of the opinion right now, I'm still leaning a little bit towards Simmons, especially since he was out for this series and they got swept again by the Celtics. <laughs> or they, Wait, they didn't get swept last year, but they get beaten again by the Celtics. I don't know. I'm really not seeing. Uh, I'm really not seeing that stuff from Embiid that people want to see from him. I'm not seeing from him 
what I'm seeing from players like Jokic or uh, Anthony Davis or other centers in this league. So really, I think that if you have to choose between the two of them, I'm still going Simmons. But what do you think? Uh, there's a line in, in the fast food business that they say, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. So I'm not really sure because there's a lot wrong with this this Celtics uh, Sixers roster. There's a lot wrong with it. Like for number one, I don't know what possession to give Tobias Harris all that money. So they stuck with that. And they got Al Horford, who evidently don't know how to play power forward, which is still wild to me. And now they don't have a coach. And you got two mm-hmm. stars that don't work together. So you got some things that you stuck with. But what I would – now, I'm not of the mindset, the whole point guard. Thing. I've heard the guard league, but I just – I've never really got I, – I, I never really got on that train because I look at all the teams with the best player as a point guard. They're either out the playoffs or a seventh or eighth seed or something like that. So I would mm-hmm. trade Simmons because Simmons is great and you can get a lot for him. And if you keep Simmons, you're going to have to pay a lot to get him. So I would surround Embiid with shooters, get you like a serviceable guard, and somebody that's going to get him the ball and some shooting. Now, because, I mean, Simmons I'm, Simmons is great, but like you said, he, he can't shoot. He's going to drive the lane, and you, I, I can find me somebody else that can penetrate. You can find you, – you're closer. You'll find another Simmons for you, Will Embiid. Both of them are great, but if I had to pick, I'm taking Joel Embiid. I'm, I'm taking him because I feel like, number one, some of that, they took the ball out of Embiid's hands. I'm not saying they was going to beat Boston. That was never going to happen. But they could at least try trying to get him the ball more. Now, some of that was coaching, but Brett Brown's gone, so he's not going to be a factor moving forward. Yeah, but, well, we, we already know that the two of them can't play together. It's just a matter of if you separate them, which one is going to succeed more? Because you got, on one hand, you can say that, Embiid is clogging the lane for Simmons, so Simmons can't uh, Simmons can't penetrate the middle. But then you say, on the other hand, well, Simmons doesn't have the outside game, so he's clogging up the middle for Embiid. I mean, it's it's the same thing back and forth. And of course, if you get rid of Embiid, it doesn't help that, like you said, that Al Horford is really an, an ineffective player at this point, and uh, he's not effective on the outside anymore. So they still wouldn't be able to spread the floor. Right. So I, I would I would take Joel and B because he I don't like him out there on the perimeter, but he can shoot and he will shoot it at times. So he can do some floor spacing at times. You, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? So I yeah. I hold on to Embiid. I still think he now some people say Jokic, some people say Anthony Davis. I, I still take between AD and Embiid, I'm taking one of them as the best big guy that's just that's just me especially if he yeah. stays healthy and he, he he was healthy the whole playoff series for for that whole that whole time he was in the bubble we'll just take the bubble he was healthy the whole time you know usually he got an ankle or a back or you know he's sick or something got a toe something going on but none of that was none of that was a problem none of that was a problem so I, I'm I sitting here with my Jokic jersey on so I'll keep my reservations for when for when we talk about the Nuggets but do you do you think the Celtics are a lock for the Eastern yes. Conference Finals yes. right now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I would I would agree. Absolutely. I don't see I I mean the Raptors. We're gonna talk about them right after this, but the the Raptors swept the Nets. I uh, and Celtics are already up two zip on them. I I mean it was a close game last game, but Brad Stevens has a way of taking out your opponents, you know, 
your best players number one thing and they found a way to take away Pascal Siakam's quickness and that has rendered the Raptors almost completely you know <laughs> they can't do anything anymore nope and I, I I'm I ain't gonna say I'm, I'm tired of it but I'm tired of people say oh defending champions it's a couple things they don't number one Kawhi's missing that'd be the biggest one first and foremost also Danny Green's missing now say what you want to, but he was a you know he was a factor. Also, yeah. they had a lot of luck and a lot of help getting to the finals last year. Toronto did. They had a lucky bounce with Philly, and Philly was hurt all last year because you know the whole Embiid thing. I was just talking about, and we we saw what was left of the Warriors that had to beat. You know, no no Steph, no Clay, no KD. So they was gonna win that. So my thing is what. Raptors team is this. This ain't the same champion. It'd be one thing if they brought everybody back. Then I can kind of get with it. But that's not the case. Yeah. And we're seeing that Pascal Siakam can't be can't be the best guy. Now number two, for sure. For sure. But best guy we're seeing we're seeing something different. Yeah. Also I think the thing he was about, the best guy all year and he played great. It's just now when it matters. When your stars are the are the guys that are going to drive you there, to the to the promised land, he's just not there yet. It's different because now he's getting game planned against. Right. You know what I mean? And they're not really they're not really like reserved. Right. And you know you can stock up some some numbers and some wins on some bad teams, but in the second round of the playoffs, everybody good. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a lot of yeah. things now. They don't really got nothing else to worry about. They can't go nowhere. They can't do nothing. They stuck in this bubble. So they just end up playing the team all week. Now they can just sit and look at game tape and look at pass. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. And now they can just tee off on them. Uh-huh. And they can't do anything about it. And the so thing, in terms of the huh? In terms of the Raptors versus the Nets, uh they, I mean the Raptors again, another sweep, cruise past the Nets fairly easily. But the Nets both without Kyrie and KD. I honestly think it would have been a sweep even if they had Kyrie. I think if mm. KD was there, it would have been a completely different story, though. But he wasn't. And uh, they were able to cruise past them fairly easily. I don't think that much needs to be said about the Nets. Nah. Because they, I mean, it really wasn't, it's not fair to judge them based on that series. Considering, you know, they didn't have their two best players, allegedly. It was basically Karis LeVert versus the entire Raptors roster. Right. And Nick Nurse, and it's not fair to judge them on that. And we already talked about the Raptors. So that series, kind of, I don't think I watched a single game from that series. You didn't it miss much. Very, I, very I, I saw one game, and I'm like, yeah, I've seen all I need to see. Yeah, <laughs> there's just not enough star power to keep me watching. I mean, I, I, I pretty much knew what I'm like, yeah, I, 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 we're done here. I'll catch you on the second round. <laughs> so now yeah. it's time for Toronto to get put out. Yep. So now on to the West. The West, on the other hand, we have some great series. We had a game seven last night, one of the great nail biters I've ever seen, even though it was a pretty bad game altogether. Uh, Clippers versus Dallas went six games. Rockets, Thunder, they're having game seven tonight. And Lakers, Blazers, uh, there was, you know, there were no sweeps in, in the West. Mm-mm. So, I mean, we had a, we had a pretty compelling uh, set of series. So to start off, Lakers versus Trailblazers. I know, I know what your what your whole thing was about this, and I was in the same boat. I love Dame time. Damian Lillard is an absolute monster. 
but it was not enough against the Lakers. They won game one and everyone was flipping shit. It's like, okay, yeah, but it's the same situation against with Orlando against the Bucks. We knew we didn't, we, at no point did anyone actually think that the Trailblazers were going to pull four games out of their ass. Oh, they the believed it. it. It's people that believed it. And I was sitting there trying to convince <laughs> them. And I kept telling them this. I'm like, look, y'all are depending on Dame to hit half-court shots at a consistent basis. That's what it's going to take. for Because that's what it's going to take. Half-court shot at the half. And it's cool. He can get a couple of them. And, yeah, he got range. But you shooting from the parking lot on a regular basis is not realistic. I don't care who y'all. That's now if he gonna hit him at if he gonna hit him at a high clip like that, I, I got nothing to say. But it is that's what it's gonna take. That's what is and that's not realistic. Yeah, he got about one game's worth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and plus they have been playing really they've been playing playoff basketball since the bubble started, because you know they had to fight like hell to just to get a chance to be in just the playoffs. Yeah. So by the time the playoffs here, shoot, they wore out. And you don't, you know, you're not playing some of the weaker teams you could jump up on. Now you're playing the Lakers. And, you know, I got yeah. my, I got my doubts about the Lakers, but they still a tough out. You know what I mean? So yeah. and then between exhaustion, you just, you just get wore out. You just get wore out. So that really wasn't sustainable. I, now I did think it would go six. I had Lakers in six, but I was off a game, but you know, it's kind of hard to predict every game verbatim, but I just knew, right. I knew Portland wasn't getting out the first round that much. I did though. Mm-hmm. So, they, so would you? So, are you still riding with the Rockets yep. right now? Yes. Okay. So, if the Rockets lose tonight, do you think the Lakers are a lock for the championship? Nope. You think they'll what? What? I, if 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 uh, if something happens and the Rockets don't win or don't make it out the West, I, for it all, I'm I'm going Boston because I don't think there's a team over there that can beat Boston. Really? Really? Interesting. I don't think there's a team over there that can beat Boston. Yeah, I, I Here, like Boston. Here's the thing. Here's a. Do you know what? And I was sitting there thinking about this. I, I meant I meant to write it down and and, po- and post about it, but I didn't because I had a million things going on that day. But there's a thing that Boston, the Spurs, and the Warriors all have in common. All three of them have something in common. They got continuity. And great coaching. Mm. You see, oh, I was talking more like the Dynasty Spurs back with the Parker days, you know, when they had. Right, right. I was thinking about not like the now Spurs. You know what I mean? When you – it's it's really something when you bring in the whole team back. You're bringing the whole team back. Remember a couple of years ago, this team made it to the Eastern Finals. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? And they had that team. And then we thought, well, at least I did. They got Kyrie. And I thought they was going to win it all. Then I found out what Kyrie was for real. And mind you, this is a team that they lose. They'll lose a Kyrie. They'll lose a, uh, a Gordon Hayward. And they still keep on rolling. They lost Gordon Hayward. And they keep on rolling. Kimber didn't miss some time here and there. And they keep on rolling. Gordon ain't playing now. And look, they still rolling. Now, he, he'll be back in about a week and a half. And now you got Kimber. Now you got a, a piece, like a real – a piece and you still got the same core and you're healthy minus going mm-hmm. that's a tough out that's that's tough when you keep and people don't realize that how long you know this this the core of this boston team played in team usa that little fever tournament a couple years ago they've been playing yeah, together right. since then and i don't think that's an accident they are and kimba was on that team too and that was before he even got to boston i'm ready to take my victory lap on kimba walker by the way 
Because I know for a fact Kyrie would not have them where they are right now. No, no, he would not. He would not. If if he was playing, of course. I, I don't care if Kyrie had played 82 games with this Boston team. They wouldn't be – maybe they would on star power alone, but I don't think they'd make it out the East. Yeah, I'm glad that Kemba is showing up now because everyone used to think you were fucking crazy for saying that Kemba was better than Kyrie because Kyrie can dribble the ball better and he's flashy and and whatnot, and he was on a championship team. Kemba Walker was stuck in the slums of Charlotte for how long? Right. (laughs) What, like seven, eight years probably? Mm -hmm. And now as soon as he goes to a good team, they're like, I agree with you, they're probably going to make the finals now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good good job, Kyrie. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So now to the Rockets' thunder. It's three series. Game seven tonight. It was three one. Keep me. It it was. (laughs) Yeah. So now it's three three. You got Chris Paul. He's got all the momentum. All we needed was a shot. He said, and now a shot they have. (laughs) Jesus, keep me. So how how you feeling about tonight's game? Uh. I bet you're feeling about tonight's game the same way I felt about last night's game. <laughs> Look here. <laughs> so the I got I got Houston. I got Houston winning tonight. Obviously I do. And look, bold take for you. I don't think this game's gonna be close, George. I don't think it's gonna be close. <laughs> I think Houston's gonna get it going away. I know everybody ready for Houston to, let, to fall and roll off, roll over. I know everybody got their tapes ready to take their shots at Westbrook. Oh, Harden can't close, which is a lie. If anybody been watching, Harden been balling. Everybody ready to take their shots. And I may have to move to Mexico if this game goes south on me. But uh, <laughs> I expect Houston to show up, deliver, and get out of the first round. And so I'm not really too worried about it, to be honest. But the, the only thing that I was more worried about last game than was this one, because there was a lot of times they could have took OKC out. They could have, but for yeah. whatever reason, it didn't happen. Whether it be a turnover, missed shots, going cold, an OKC run, it didn't happen. Bad coaching. That's one of the worst turnovers I had ever seen in my life. Yes. So I, I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think this game's going to be really close. I, I think I think, I think I'm talking about when I say I'm thinking about like a 15 point deficit. That's that's what I'm looking at. Uh-huh. I think Houston gonna show up to the bubble and blast off, and yeah, I'm here for I it. I think if I think if Houston wins, it could definitely be a blowout. I don't see OKC blowing them out in any in any form of this game. I don't, I don't see, see OKC winning this game in any form. Chris Paul's been great. Yeah, he didn't turn back the clock on them. Chris Paul's great. His only my only thing with him, he always pulling something in the playoffs. Though, matter of fact, he I hate to, I, I don't want to be you know witch doctor here, but he, he about do to pull something because right when you need him the most is when he go down. <laughs> that, that's my only problem with Chris Paul. It happened. Well, you could say the same thing about Westbrook, but see, he had his injury, so he got his injury. He met his injury quota. He good. So. Chris, Chris Paul. Oh, you mean pull something? Pull something like an injury? I thought you meant pull something like, you know, do like not show up in a game. No, nah, hey, he look. He, Westbrook declared both. He he had a little quad thing, and he pulled some 
some time fooling with all them damn turnovers. So he he can clear both of them. It's about time for Chris Paul to have a hamstring problem right right about tonight. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm not wishing bad luck, but you you've been looking at Chris Paul just like I have. You know what I'm talking about. I think it's overdue. It, it's, it's it's about that time when you need him. Ain't nobody talking about it. Ain't nobody thinking about it. It's about that time for that leg to lock up on it. <laughs> so, so that all right. So you got you got the Rockets. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I have I would right now I put my money on the Rockets. But I really got I really gotta just root for OKC. I just gotta do it. I gotta do it. I'm sorry. Cause the the Rockets are clearly the better team. And if I see and if I can have my nuggets get past the Clippers in some way and we get to face possibly OKC. No, nah, they're not getting past the Lakers either way. Doesn't matter. But it would be it would be, <laughs> it would be nice to see that either way. All right, so on to the Clippers. Clippers versus Dallas. Clippers win in a six game series. Mm-hmm. And that should so, have been a shot to nobody. I, I, I know that I know your opinions on this one as well. Luka Doncic pulling out the, uh. the MVP form. I mean, I've I've really never not not in my life. I've seen very few players play at the level that Lucas played at. Uh, they won six games. I mean, they they won two games out of the six. Right. Porzingis didn't play a lot of the series. You can't really blame Doncic for losing the series. No, no, you can't. But it, but at the same time, like you said, like Larry Bird, the great ones will find a way to get it done. I don't see a lot of things that Luca could have done better. I think that coming into next year, he's a top five player. But well, if he could have done something better, he could have been Larry Bird, like people would say. Oh, he passes like Jason Kidd. He shoots like Larry. You know, he got he's better at Matt. He's better than Magic Woods at Bedlam. If he if if that's what he could have, and it's not no no knock on him. It's you know the media doing all that. Yeah, and yeah. It's just you know Larry was on some all defensive teams too. I, I don't. I mean, he ain't nowhere near defensive. <laughs> But so I just it's not Lucas fault. I'm not, and he's a he's a fine player, but it's mm-hmm. I just thought that got a little out of hand. What do you think about pandemic P? That's why I couldn't pick him. That's why I, I didn't pick him to win at all. Because of Paul George. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't get get with the Clippers. Uh huh. I guess I couldn't get with them because of Paul George. Because last time I saw Paul George in the playoffs, he was getting barbecued by Joe Ingles. So watching him getting barbecued by, you know, anybody in the Dallas jersey wasn't really a shock to me. Yeah, not to me either. I'm like, shoot, if you can't deal with Joe Ingles, what are you gonna do with Luca? I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw Luca put up that shot the other. I mean, I was, I was fucking, I was jumping and shit. I had never seen anything like that. Down by one, three point step back from like three from like half court to win the game. It was that was ridiculous. But I'm saying to myself, I'm like, what do you think Paul George is gonna say after this? He's gonna call it a bad shot, you know. Again, I mean, I, I I never really know what I'm gonna get from Paul George. I, I never really know what I'm gonna get. Or well, at least at, on the podium, I don't know. I, I pretty much got an idea what I'm gonna get, <laughs> you know, on the court. But yeah, you're, you're gonna get 13 points a night with the occasional 30 point game, right? 
he did just enough to get the to get the media off of him. And and maybe it is hard playing in the bubble, you know, stuff. I've I've never played in the bubble. So I, I don't know. I just don't know what could be stressful about having millions of dollars and you getting to have nothing to worry about except playing basketball. I, I don't it's know. A shooter's court. It's a shooter's court. It's a practice court. You've seen Curry hit a hundred threes in a row at practice. Right. So That's I mean exactly what this is right here. I, I get I, I get it's, it's hard being isolated from the loved ones. I know all about that. So I, I, I get that. But you you power through. You, you power through. And if you really yeah. thought that was going to be a problem, then, you know, you, you shouldn't have came. That, that's just how yeah. I look at it. That's just, that's just how I look at it. There's a lot of people dealing with way worse stuff than the bubble. Yeah, so, I fully agree. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to just dismiss what he got going on, but I'm just not going to give him a pass either. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how I mean, he definitely doesn't deserve a pass. I mean, I'm hoping we can get more pandemic P during the uh, during the Denver series now, because honestly, I, I mean, let's talk about Denver and then we'll talk about that. So Denver versus Utah last night, game seven down to the wire. Denver wins 80 to 78. It was a pretty underwhelming game in terms of the offense because we had seen Mitchell and Murray go off for 40, 50 points a night in the games prior. Uh, that was really I like I Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray just had like some of the some of the best games I'd ever seen go back and forth with each other. 50 points, 40 points, 50, 50, like there were 267 points in the three games prior to last night combined between the two. That's absolutely ridiculous. Both of them average about 35 points for the series. Uh, and Jamal Murray wasn't skimping on the rebounds or the assists either, and they were doing it on really efficient shooting. Both of them shooting above 50% from the field, both above 50% from three, and both 90% from the free throw line. I mean, the offensive show that these two just put on just goes to show you what I said before. It's a shooter's court. Yep. You know, Jamal Murray's not missing that mid-range here. And... Denver ultimately found a way to pull it out, but what do you got to say about the the two of them? Like, I mean, what did you think about them? Uh, <laughs> I was looking at the series, but I, and, and and full disclosure, here's what I thought about. I thought here's two thoughts about my whole thoughts about that series. Looking at Donovan Mitchell, I'm like, man, if there's a way we can get him from Utah, I see now that's not gonna happen because <laughs> they're gonna give him like a billion dollars. So I see that yeah. as I'm like, there's a way because we got the assistant coaches. There's a way we can get that man in Gotham City. We need to do it. And then yeah. when I look at the Nuggets, I look at Michael Porter Jr. And how badly I wanted to get him. We could have had him. I know. But we decided to get Kevin Knox. So every time I see the Nuggets, I look at Michael Porter Jr. I mean, I was the game was great. Jamal Murray, 50 points, 45 points. This is us as Michael Jordan, 50 point games, all that seven game shots, hitting threes, all that. It was fine. But I'm just like, man. Because I, I mean, really, when I look at the Nuggets, I just, I'm like, okay, they're not getting past the second round. Well, neither one of them. Okay. So I know they're good. It's a good matchup wise against each other. And I was like, well, now I got to looking at the game, but you're talking like, man, hey, somebody just slide their feet around. Ain't, ain't too much defense going on. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, I'm just looking at the game and I just, I can't really get up about Utah or Denver ever because I don't see any of them getting past the second round. I I would I would challenge that a little bit, like a, like a little bit. I'm not saying I expect them. 
I expect Denver to beat the Clippers. But if you look at this on, you know, if you look at the matchups here, so you have Kawhi, yep. you have Paul George, mm-hmm. you have Patrick Beverly, right? Yep. Those are, your, those are your three guys at the top. Now, Jamal Murray, more or less, unfortunately, is probably going to be taken out of the series. They just have too many defensive guys on the uh, at the top. I really don't see him having nearly as much of an impact as he did on this last series. Right. That being said, I don't see Kawhi Leonard or Paul George really having the offensive impact that they had in this, or not Paul George, but I don't see Kawhi Leonard having that same impact either. Because, yes, they're great on the defensive end, but then you look at the Nuggets defense, you have very, very capable defensive players. Torrey Craig, who fucking almost gave me a heart attack last night, after that the that missed, that's the one that layup. missed the layup, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Almost lost the fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever we play against a, a Damian Lillard, a James Harden, Tory Craig's manning up on them all the time. And then other than Tory Craig, you got bigger bodies like Jeremy Grant, six foot nine, very capable on ball defender. You have Gary Harris, who after Donovan Mitchell was. Um, was uh, putting on too much of a show last night. They put Gary Harris on him, and he largely took him out of the game after that. And then you look at the rest of the Nuggets offense. you got Michael Porter Jr. You have uh, who I expect to have a bigger impact than he did on the last series. But either way, that and one yesterday was one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen in my life. And then you have, of course, you got, in my opinion, the best big man in the league, the fucking Serbian monster, <laughs> Nikolai Jokic. Oh, boy. Put up 30 points, 14 rebounds, four assists last night, or whatever it was. Efficient shooting. He's going to give you that. And then this time, though, he's not doing it against Rudy Gobert. He's going against Zubats and fucking Montrezl Harrell, who are not nearly the defensive presence that Rudy Gobert is. So I think that all of the offense that is going to be taken away from Jamal Murray will fall right into the hands of Jokic. And I think that we've seen him be more than capable of, uh, of taking on that burden, especially last year in the, in the Spurs series and especially in the Portland series where they went seven games. I mean, he played in a quad, he played 64 minutes in a quadruple overtime game and he put up like 40 points, like 15 assists, 15 rebounds. We've seen him have these huge games. I don't see anyone uh, on the Clippers that can be able to mitigate what he can do on the offensive end. And then on the defensive end, like I said before, you have Torrey Craig, you have Jeremy Grant, you have Gary Harris. Jamal Murray's taking on a lot more responsibility on the defensive end, and I expect him to do that even more if his offense is going to be limited. So all that together with Denver's bench, uh, which is infinitely better than the Clippers' bench, I can see Denver having a, a big shot. Again, I wouldn't put my money on them just because the star power of Kawhi Leonard and possibly Paul George, depending on which version of him shows up. I wouldn't put my money on Denver. But being a big fan, I'm, I'm analyzing every single detail. And I can uh, I can say I wouldn't be surprised if they won this series. I would. Look, <laughs> having said all that, and, and, and there's a lot, you gave me a lot there. The Clippers are gonna win this in six games, maybe five, and I'm and I'm gonna tell you why. 
because I'm not I'm not as sold. I'm not as big on the Joker as you are. I'm he's he's great. He's cool, but he's not the aggressor that Jamal is. I, I I'm I'm all in on Jamal. I, I I'm I'm all in on Jamal, but he can be took out. And so when you take, I mean, he's a big part of what they do. A big part of what they do on offense. They wouldn't have won. They wouldn't have made it out the first round if it wasn't for Jamal. Oh hell no! You see what I'm saying? So you take him away. Now I don't care what the Clippers say. They all this talking about they can just switch and rotate. They need to stop that. That's been proven to be a lie. They made that. They cannot just switch. Oh, put we can just put all people out there. They can just all switch. That can't yeah. happen. Denver loves you. Had, you the can't tell me that Jokic, Reggie Jackson is the same point. defender, huh? I said they love to. Denver loves running the high pick and roll too because Jokic can play point guard. Right, but so all that switching that they can't do that. Like I, I'm sorry, the Clippers are a good defensive team, but you can't tell me there's a there's no drop off between Paul George and Reggie Jackson. It's, you can't tell me that. That, that. You see, what I mean, there's a difference yeah. between Marcus Morris and Kawhi Leonard. Now all, all of them are fine, but there's you can't just be switching to rotate. I don't care what they say. Now, having said that, no, there's no Donovan Mitchell to worry about. But we can't sleep on uh, Lou Williams either. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't sleep on Lou Williams. And Paul George, which, I mean, he do go missing. But every now and then, he will give you a 30-piece here and there. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he ain't what people think. He ain't – he's somewhere in the – I think he's about the third best player. But – He's still the Finals MVP two time now. Yeah, he's still a bad boy. He's still a, a top five player at the least. He still will put clamps on you and lock you down. Mm-hmm. You see, I mean, they still got Doc Rivers over there. They still got good coaches. They still are deep. They still are tough. And we've seen they can get chippy, or at least Marcus Morris will. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah, it so seems like are, forever ago that he smash the Wizards player on the head with the ball for the for our team. Right. I mean, he was he was doing that with, with the Knicks. So, it's no shock. And Marcus Morris, he can get hot here and there. Yeah. They do have shooting. And also, I don't really have with the Jazz, I don't have much faith. Outside of Donovan Mitchell, I don't really expect much from especially when uh, Boggy was missing. But Boban, but that's about three Bobons. But you, the one I was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's not the same. I can't say the same thing about the Clippers. They do got a Paul George. They do got a Kawhi. They do got Lou Williams. They do got Marcus Morris here and there. They do got Montrez Harrell. Everybody ain't going to be cold at the same time for a whole series. So, I think they're just outmatched, and they're going to be out-experienced, and they just out-toughed and and possibly out-coached. I don't know about that part yet, but they're just outmatched. Yeah, I maybe I'm looking at this in a more general from a more general point of view, and I'm saying to myself, the the uh, the Ma- Mavericks took them six games. Just didn't play what three of them, and now I'm looking at this one, and I'm like, okay, I I think the Nuggets can take them at least six games, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I really you're gonna you're gonna see. I, I have a feeling Jokic is going to come up big in this series just because of the fact that Jamal Murray is not going to be able to have as big an impact as he did in the last series. They're going to run a lot of high pick and roll. They're going to run a lot of man defense. If I think they're going to put Craig on, uh, on Paul George, I think they're going to put Jeremy Grant on Kawhi Leonard. 
And I think they're going to put Gary Harris on Lou Williams when he comes in the game uh, because they both come off the bench. But I'm really – I'm seeing a chippy series over here. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as some people are thinking. 